0: Episode 325, March 22nd, 2018.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With
0: G-Mama. Josh. And Tony. So sit back. Strap in and And brace brace yourself.
2: Uh, Hey, Tony, what's this thing in the show notes about a sticker mule? Now, I've heard of drug mules, but this is ridiculous.
3: Uh, Tony, I told you I'm not going to break any laws. Or do anything gross, no matter how much it's going to help the show.
0: I think you need to check your contract, Tammy. Uh, read uh, that fine print.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I read it. I read it really good.
0: <laughs> so, well, you should have had a lawyer uh, read that. So, Next time, right? <laughs> Josh, Tammy, I, I, I tell you, it's not what you think. We're not smuggling stickers. Uh, we're stealing them. I'm sorry, selling them. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned later in the show, and we'll tell you how to get your official Jeep Talk Show stickers of your very own. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep.
2: And This Week in Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. I bet you're sitting there wondering how it's possible that the Jeep Talk Show is able to bring you hundreds of episodes all for free. Well, it's with support from Jeepers just like you. The next time you go shopping online, consider using Amazon. But be sure to click the link on our website first or just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. We'll get a small kickback from your purchase, no matter how big or small it is. Once again, that's jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And thanks in advance. Well, an award has been upheld. Unfortunately, it's not the shiny kind with, uh, you know, the cups and the engraving. Uh, This one's a little bit more serious. After several trials, appeals, more trials, and even more appeals, there's finally some closure coming out of the Georgia Supreme Court. Last week, they unanimously upheld a $40 million award to the family of a four-year-old boy killed back in 2012 when the 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee, in which he was riding in, was rear-ended and burst into flames. A lower court in 2015 reduced a jury verdict from nearly $150 million to $40 million. Fiat Chrysler spokesman Michael Police said the company was, quote, disappointed in this decision. We are considering our legal options. The Jeep's fuel tank was placed near the back of the vehicle, which plaintiffs say made it vulnerable to rear-end collisions. The Supreme Court ruling says that there was enough evidence that showed that Chrysler had long known that mounting a gas tank behind the rear axle was dangerous. Evidence also showed that Chrysler's placement of the gas tank behind the rear axle was contrary to industry trends, which favored placing tanks in front of the rear axle. The automaker has denied there was any safety issue at all and has said that the vehicles were no more dangerous than comparable SUVs built at the same time. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, linked more than fifty deaths to the Jeep fuel tank issue. Despite the ruling, there is no amount of money that can bring somebody's son back from the dead, but hopefully they can move on now that the case is finally closed.
0: You know, um, <laughs> I just get a feeling that they put Michael Police in, in in this situation, in this position, simply because it was his last name was Police. Oh, <laughs> Just come on, you know I, I I hate that people have been injured. uh, but how many how many people are are killed by vehicles every year? Fifty thousand or something? It, it's not like it's it's a hundred percent safe. And where are you going to put a gas tank? I mean, I like I need to do some research on this. Where do you put a gas tank in front of the rear axle? And, on a jeep. And, and how do you articulate said jeep with a gas tank? in front of the front axle. The only thing that comes to mind is like the saddle tanks in a Ford pickup because they have mm. the, the long tank and it is in front. But if you get hit from the side, then you, I think you would be uh, potentially uh, uh, in, in the same situation, the same fiery yeah. situation. If not worse. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I say saddle tanks, so I think it's only on one side. At least it was on the, uh, the early, uh, the late eighties and early nineties uh, uh, pickups. So, um, I just got to go back to it. It, It's gasoline folks. Uh, you hit it hard enough. It's gonna, it's gonna catch on fire. And
2: we're talking about, you know, engineering and, you know, safety requirements from decades past. Obviously things have improved and changed over the years and whatnot. Uh, so comparing them to, you know, by today's standards, it's kind of apples and oranges.
0: And and I don't think, uh, that anybody here that you, if you've listened to the Jeep talk show and of course the XJ talk show prior, uh, that think we are a shill, for jeep <laughs> we're not i guarantee you oh, no. so i'm not trying to protect jeep simply because we're jeep lovers i just don't see this as a um i i don't think it's not a fair outcome because i mean what was this when when did this occur josh do you recall it was it wasn't in 99 it was many years after the thing was built after that 99 grand cherokee was built well, this accident specifically happened in 2012. See, so the, the vehicle is over 12 years old. The design, if the design was legal in 99, why are they being sued in, in 2012? I mean, it's fine to sue, but why are they getting a ward, uh, you know, some 12 years after the design, which was perfectly legal uh, back when it was done? Uh, it's just, we're just in a litigious society. Now, if I was, if it was my four-year-old child, Uh, I probably would feel differently. I'll I'll just put that out there. Uh, I would hope that I would be rational enough and logical enough not to feel that way. Uh, But uh, it's hard when emotions are in there. It's really hard not to, uh, you know, to distance yourself from it.
2: Well, our thoughts go out to Remington, Remy Walden's family. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, well, tragic deaths involving a Jeep, actor Anton Yelchin's family settles with the automaker. 27-year-old Anton Yelchin, the famous actor who played Chekhov in the remake of Star Trek, was killed when he was leaving his L.A. home back in June of 2016, when he got out of the vehicle, possibly to check his mailbox, and the Jeep rolled down the driveway, pinning him against the security gate. Yelchin died almost immediately. According to the death certificate, the official cause of death was blunt traumatic asphyxia. Unfortunately, his body was pinned for hours before it was discovered. Authorities had said he thought the shifter was in park when it was actually in neutral. For those who don't know, this was actually a common mistake made by Grand Cherokee owners, and the vehicle has actually been recalled for a fix at the time of the accident, but Yelchin had not yet taken his Jeep in for that fix. The details of the settlement are confidential at this point, but it's almost certain that FCA, the auto company that makes the Jeep Grand Cherokee, paid a significant amount of money to keep things under wraps and make the case go away. The Chrysler dealership where the Jeep was purchased said that after the tragedy, the accident was the result of Yelchin's, quote, misuse misapplication, or damage of the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Pretty cold and inconsiderate, if you ask me. The family says the settlement will go on to the Anton Yelchin Foundation, which focuses on supporting young people in creative arts with debilitating diseases or disabilities, and will also be used to film a documentary on his life.
0: You know, loved this guy. He was really good uh, in Star Trek. Very he funny. He was good, yeah. yeah Very I funny. I absolutely hate that uh, this happened to him. But I'll go back to the same thing. I mean, not only <laughs> was this a, a, an accident that of the driver, it was also the Jeep was under recall and it had not been repaired. Yeah. And, and yet another settlement. I mean, come on, people. Come on. Now, this was a celebrity,
2: I, I, you know, circum- I mean, death is death regardless. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody, you know, you talk to any family, lose a family member, it, you know, that's, you know, the biggest thing in the life. But you, uh, celebrities, you know, you, there's privacy issues and everything else. I don't want to say that it's different, but it's
0: different. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, guys, if you got any news tips at all or if you have a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to JeepTalkShow.com
0: slash contact to find out how. All right, guys and gals, it's time to pull out your maps. The one that uh, Steve 4.3LXJ was talking about last week. You know, I hope you went over to that site and uh, downloaded the maps or printed them out because it's now uh, time for some uh, Jeep talk about finding trails part three.
4: Hi, this is Steve 4.3LXJ. I'd like to uh, welcome you back to our segment on finding places to wheel. And I hope by now that you've downloaded your map from. National Geographic, that's N-A-T-G-E-O-M-A-P dot dot com. And you've downloaded your free topographic map of the Wentworth Springs Quadrangle. And your first lesson today is these are called Quad Maps for short because they're quadrangles that are uh, split up and you can download a map of any place in the United States, cities, uh, farmland, whatever you want to download, it's all been mapped topographically in the United States and you can get these maps free. So looking at this map, the first thing that you see is that it's a five page map from National Geographic. And this is really kind of handy because we're going to show you that you can develop map books to take with you out on the trail. All of these are printable and it makes it kind of handy. I used to uh, take sections and put them together in desktop publishing programs and and print them out that way for certain areas of my own use. This is easier. The other way works just as well too. And these are the same maps that you would get from usgs.gov. So looking at the first uh, five pages here, you notice that there's a lot of green and then there's some blue lakes and so forth and so on. I want you to click on map number two there that's it shows it as a number two or not click on it but just scroll down to number two and to show you how valuable these maps are look in the upper left-hand corner of your map you'll notice that it says jeep trail and this particular jeep trail It's marked on this map, even though it's in this famous area, is not shown on any of the websites that you would look for electronic information on these trails, except one, and that's wheretowheel.com, and it's only because I uploaded that trail there. None of the other sites have this Jeep trail, and of course, it shows only a short segment of it there. It's actually uh, fairly long. And uh, it goes up Chipmunk Ridge. It's the Chipmunk Ridge Jeep Trail. It, when you go down the map a little ways, you'll see that there's a kind of a pink lake there. It's called Hell Hole Reservoir. And guess what else it says there? Jeep Trail. That's the second Jeep Trail on this quad map. And Hell Hole is a place that a lot of locals know about. It's a nice day trip in and out. But you don't find that on most of the electronic sources. So already we have found two Jeep trails just as with a cursory look at our map here that we wouldn't know exist if we just checked maybe one or two of the electronic media. Now, if you look on Where to Wheel, I've also posted this Jeep trail on wheretowheel.com. And in fact, in the West Coast, I have posted over 150 Jeep trails on this website. And these sites are dependent on people like me to post up, so that's why they're not complete. Continue to look at your maps here that you've downloaded. There's five pages of them and overall, and then you'll notice that down in frame number five, in the lower right-hand corner, is the famous Rubicon Trail, and we're going to talk about this trail a little bit more and how to navigate around these maps in our next segments.
0: What a great idea for a a series. Isn't it? That Interesting, isn't it? Uh, That is really cool. Uh, Tammy, did you, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, pull up any of these maps and check and see if that little area that you had uh, found was out, was actually on these maps. I'm looking
3: at it. I'm looking at it right now. It's Uh, really hard to, I was just looking at, I was more interested in the California ones. I was looking around on those. So well, uh, um, maybe there's some in
0: Maryland that you can find that yeah. uh you know you don't have to worry about uh, getting a a guest host to tell you about <laughs>
3: yeah actually there that really i wouldn't i wouldn't really consider what I did a trail oh, but That's, it's it, you its a, a great
0: place to go i mean the family no, went, it was it was, it was it a huge was. win i think
3: it's just there were many vans on the road <laughs>
0: well don't don't be all judgy
2: <laughs> I know, sorry. They uh, were lifted and had 44s, but, you
0: know, still. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. That'd be my kind of <laughs> minivan. <laughs> Mid-mounted uh, Hemi, you know, <laughs> oh, side pipes coming <laughs> out the edges of the uh, uh. Uh, the panels of the van. Anyway, I digress. Did you just see that Toyota
2: Previa <laughs> crawl that waterfall? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, what'd you get in there? 500 amp battery? Eh, it looks good, man. If your Jeep has a Pentastar engine, you want to pay special attention to Tech Talk, where Josh is going to go over some of the oil filter, yes, oil filter woes that you'll want to avoid.
3: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast Center Steer Podcast, Trail Chasers Podcast, and our newest member, the On the Trail Podcast.
0: Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode.
5: Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show, a Jeep podcast, including new episodes, as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. The newest episode is EP.323, New Wrangler Just Got More Expensive. Would you like to listen to it? Yes. Here's EP.323, New Wrangler Just Got More Expensive.
0: Episode
1: 323, March 8th, 2018. You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? Alexa, stop.
5: Okay, come back anytime to listen to your podcast. You just have to say, Alexa, resume.
0: No, it's not a dream. The Jeep Talk Show is actually on the Amazon Echo. Simply by saying, Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode. You'll hear the latest offerings that we have from the Jeep Talk Show. So just make sure you go over to your Jeep Talk Show uh. Uh, Alexa skill and enable it, and then you can play every one of our episodes from episode one all the way through this episode, episode three twenty-five.
2: Alexa got skills.
5: <laughs> uh. Shut up and listen. <gasps> shut up. So shut up. You don't shut nah, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama.
3: So, I know everyone's been sitting at the edge of their seat waiting to see what the top five are going to be this week. Is it five? I thought it was four. Top five. (laughs) This is for all you Jeep moms out there. These are the top five must have Jeep Wrangler accessories for Jeep moms. And I guess you could, Jeep dads could use these too, I guess. And, you know, I wish I would have been given these tips when I first became a Jeep mom owner. Um, these are some really awesome ideas that I've learned over the years, so let's start with number five. So the number five must-have accessory for your Jeep Wrangler are those rugged ridge floor mats for those spills of juice and Cheerios and some occasional mud. These are so easy to clean up. You just take them out and hose them off. And they have ridges, ridge channels that channels the mud and the dirt away from your shoes and pants. So you can go to work without getting them dirty, and they have like a high perimeter wall that will keep the water or the juice or milk from sloshing all over the rest of your Jeep. So number four is a spiderweb shade. Now these have several colors to select from, so it's a great way to add accent colors to your Jeep Wrangler. Plus, the shade blocks up to ninety percent of the sun's harmful UV rays and. It drastically reduces the wind noises, and you don't even have to remove it. You can actually use it to store blankets, towels, extra clothes between the soft top and the spiderweb shade. So the UV protection is good for those little kiddos in the back seat. And number three would be a Molly seat back panel for the back seat. You would put it on the front seat And the panel would be for the backseat passengers. Now, if you have kids, you know they need their stuff to keep them occupied during those off-road trips or even the trips to the grocery store. And these days, you can't just tell them, hey, just look out the window at the scenery like we were told back in the day. You can just hang these panels on the back of your seat and the passengers have easy access to their stuff in the molly bags that you attach to it. Now, I, my kids are older now, so they don't even drive with me, so I use mine to store items like my hat and gloves, first aid kit, that kind of thing, and everything is neat and organized. Okay, so number two. This is a cup holder slash trash can combination, and it's specially made for the rear seat um, section of your four doors, your Jeep Wrangler four doors, and it. With the original manufacturer's rear seat cup holders, both the drinks are sitting right next to each other. And if you have kids, you know this is what you hear all the time Mom, Jimmy's drink is touching my drink. So, with this dual cup holder trash can accessory, you can stop the annoying kid nagging. Plus, it keeps your Wrangler clean and tidy. Now, it's a trash can with two cup holders on either side. So the trash can separates the drink holders so Jimmy's drink is not touching his brother or sister's drink. Now, this easily slips into the existing factory rear seat cup holders without any tools or modifications, and you can take it out easy to clean it, and the front seat passengers and the rear seat passengers can put their cups there. It's easy access um, and like I said, it's super easy to clean, and it's virtually unbreakable. Now, the number one must-have, and this probably will not cost you any money whatsoever, you just upload some music, and you play it through your Jeep sound system, and all you have to do is turn up the music, and it's going to drown out all the yelling and screaming and whining that comes from your back seat. So those were my top five must have jeep wrangler accessories for jeep moms or dads
0: you know i don't like how you say or dads it was just like kind of an afterthought eh, our dads you know they they should have some sort of convenience as well i guess
3: yeah well you know dads <laughs> i think dads are more patient and don't get annoyed with kids as much as moms do
0: oh you're sucking up now tammy
3: No, I'm (laughs) totally serious. We can tune it out, you know? I was going to say, they're so used to us nagging that they have, you know, mastered the tuning out factor. So Uh, I think that's
0: what it is. How does that meme go? Uh, It's something like, uh, uh, my wife... uh, uh,
3: Sounds like the Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, 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 wah,
0: wah. <laughs> my wife complains about, uh, my wife is complaining how I never listened to her, and which is a really weird way to start uh, a conversation. <laughs> yep. it, that's when you start listening, you know, so she's complaining. See, it's kind of like a joke. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so we're going to move along. I need a, uh, a laugh track.
3: Yeah. Because we're not laughing at your jokes. What do
0: you think, uh, are, when you have these uh, these in the five orders, is is it like from the best to the worst, or the worst to the best?
3: Um, sometimes it's just like top five in any order, but tonight it was from my, number five was like, you know, number five, and number one was number one, so it's just whatever kind of mood I'm in at the time. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Yep. Well, that's honesty I, anyway. I, yeah, I have no system. <laughs> hey, folks. Coming up later in the show, finally, after months and months of complaining, I get an open for Jeep Mama's review, and it debuts tonight, yay, or today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, in just a few minutes, so stay tuned.
0: What, did, what was it that you said, squeaky wheel gets the grease?
3: Yep. <laughs> it only took me, you know, two years.
1: Hey, guys, it's Paul from 295 Jeep Talk. Just want to give a shout-out. Thanks for uh, hitting me up.
0: And that's Paul from uh, the Facebook page, 295 Jeep Talk.
2: Hey guys, we've been getting a lot of great feedback over the months and uh, well lately here we've gotten a couple great five star reviews got to give a shout out and special Jeep wave out to Jenny K and Dakota W both giving us five star reviews this week if you'd like to give us a review, leave us a comment or any of that sort of stuff. Well, you can do that by any one of our outlets via Facebook or YouTube. Uh, stitcher radio i mean just pretty much anywhere of course if you're an itunes subscriber we are on itunes and we love those five star reviews be sure to leave a comment and we always air them on the show
0: yeah these were from uh facebook our facebook page where you can go over there and just click on reviews and uh, jenny k gave us five stars and dakota w also five stars so just in case we've had a few like this where we don't have any uh, any comments along with the, uh, the the review, which is perfectly fine. But I just re- remind everyone that you can put some comments in there if you like, and uh, uh, you know, like where you've listened, how long you've listened. I actually reached out to Jenny Kay and asked her uh, how long she's been listening to the show, and she told me three years. And her her husband, Nicholas, a little longer. So I knew I was dealing with a long-term fan here. So that was great. Thank you guys very much for reaching out to us. All right, guys. It's the day. It's the day that many of you were dreading. I mean, hoping for. Uh, The Jeep Talk Show stickers are now here. And I want to give a big shout out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We have an audience. Um, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Brian over Route 16 for helping me out and directing me over to uh, Sticker Mule uh, to have these uh, stickers made. And uh, we, got, we got a few of them. I won't say we got a lot, uh, so, but I did get two styles. I, I just happen to absolutely love our uh, emblem that uh, has the, uh, the USA flag, the old glory, uh, as the filler. Uh, and uh, I wanted to get some of those. So I got a few of those, and I got a few more of the plain black logos. Now, both of these have a white border around them, so they'll really stick out, or as my wife says, it makes it pop. So if you want to stick this on your Jeep, uh, either the, uh, uh, the the body of the Jeep where the paint is or the uh, the windows, which I guess with a soft top, that's a little difficult, although I, I think I have seen some stickers on soft tops. Mm-hmm. Um I just I don't know why. I always think about glass, heavy and glass. They're so, so easy to put on and remove and clean. So uh, we'd really love uh, for you guys, if you want a Jeep Talk Show sticker, we now have them. Uh, oh, and they're uh, f- uh, five inches by five inch. I think five by four. No, f- not a tiny sticker no, is what he's no, saying. No, no, not folks. at all. Tony,
2: do you have enough to share with the rest of the class, though?
0: I have more bubble gum than I have stickers, Josh. Well... <laughs> So <laughs> this is important. This is important because we, we don't want to go out there and get a thousand stickers and then be sitting on these things and making paper airplanes out of them and flying them across the room. So it's really up to you guys. We'll have plenty of stickers as long as demand, there's a demand. And if there's no demand, this might be your only chance to get a Jeep Talk Show sticker. Oh, man. These things are going to be collector's items here in a few years. <laughs> I like the XJ uh, XJ Talk stickers. So, uh, again, we have a very limited supply, so order yours now. Now, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and see how to order these stickers. And I'm going to kind of break a rule here. I'm going to tell you where you can go directly and order the stickers. Ooh, exclusive access, <laughs> people. jeeptalkshow.com slash stickers. Now, we know contact is, uh, is a lot easier to remember, so you can go over there and order it. But if you, if you want to make a special... Uh, note jeeptalkshow.com slash stickers now it's on the main page as well so there's many places that you can go and order these stickers uh, go to jeeptalkshow.com jeeptalkshow.com slash contacts or jeeptalkshow.com slash stickers it is simple as math don't panic josh
2: i was told
0: there's you no know math
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey jeeptalkshow it's love uh from south georgia um I run into an issue, and I can't figure it out anywhere. Was out trail riding with the family, and shut the truck off, the Jeep, sorry. Um, (laughs) Waited about 10 minutes, started it back up, and it started idling really, really rough. Noticed that my old pressure is low, and then it eventually cleared back up after about five minutes have no clue what is causing it. If y'all guys had any idea, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> hey, y'all. Sorry. Forgot to mention, it's a 98 Jeep XJ 4.0. Uh, green Jeep rock. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Right.
6: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> had to
3: get that, had the that, sneak, get that had had in there. Right at the end. At I know. Real quick. <laughs> You're not going to edit this uh,
2: out. So, uh, Lugnut, man, I, I, this sounds pretty synonymous with the infamous heat soak issue. Um, whether or not that's exactly what's going on, I, I don't know. Um, there could be some underlying timing issues. uh could be you know, a cam position sensor maybe on its way out or or possibly a throttle position sensor on its way out. There are tests out there that you can uh, you can do uh, using a multimeter to determine whether or not those sensors are, are working or not. I'm not going to go through that procedure right here and right now. Um, but likely, most common, uh, especially with the four-liter straight-six engines, is a heat soak issue. The injectors uh, into the intake manifold sit directly above the exhaust manifold and so all that heat especially if you if there's nowhere for that heat to go just soaks right into those injectors right into the fuel rail and all that and and basically it almost vaporizes the fuel within the fuel system itself you get some microscopic bubbles in there the injectors aren't quite firing the way that they should and you're going to get kind of a weird idle on that now this there was multiple recalls for this this is a known issue there is a ton of info online about this and there's even a a kit that I think you might still be able to get from the dealership, which is more or less just fancy tinfoil with some insulation, (laughs) uh, which helps kind of block some of that heat uh, from soaking into the injectors. Uh, I've seen everything from people using R30 insulation crammed in there uh, to their own tinfoil wraps and some very interesting HVAC type of uh, work done on them uh, with uh, interesting materials and stuff like that. But uh, needless to say, the, the ultimate fix is going to be trying to isolate the injector from soaking up that heat left over inside of the engine compartment after turning off the engine from running for a little while, especially like a trail ride or something like that. Uh, One of the most common issues other than tinfoil foil is going to be uh, hood vents. Uh, I know a lot of people use the uh, old LeBaron, Chrysler LeBaron hood vents uh, to help some of that heat just, you know, go out through the hood instead of sitting in there and baking all the engine components. So uh, look into that. Um, Look into Heat Soak uh, online. Do some research on that. You'll be able to find all kinds of fixes.
0: Well, you know, All Things Jeep started up the uh, Go Topless Day event that's coming up here really soon in May. I'd like to uh, coin a new event for all of our uh, Jeep Cherokee owners out there, a Go Hoodless Day. So we'll go out. (laughs) And on a specific day, the day, the hottest day of the year, we'll take the hoods off our Jeeps and drive around hoodless. There (laughs) might be some state laws against
2: that in your specific state. I don't
0: don't know. (laughs) I'm just going to
2: throw that out there. (laughs) Might be some some issues with that. So
0: I remember hearing the heat soak thing, you know, over on XJTalk.com. This would come up occasionally. I remember hearing the heat soak thing. A lot on the 2000 to 2001 i was not aware of it on the earlier models like the 89 Mm -hmm. and the the 99 and 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 i don't think it was ever an issue on anything prior to 97 was it do you call well the the uh the 96 and and older
2: uh cherokees the four liter um straight six specifically had a different intake design uh and so there was a little bit more mass there that kind of helped guard some of that oh. heat uh, from soaking into the injectors like that this was a little more common on the 2000 and 2001s okay, for okay. whatever reason um but even i in my 99 have suffered some heat soak hot day you know some you know climbing a hard trail uh you shut it off at the top have a sandwich you go to you know get back in and go and oh geez i gotta sit here and wait for this to roll out you know just throttle it out a little bit okay here we go
0: so it it might be a good idea to pop the hood open if you're doing what you said and you're, you're taking a break and pop that hood open and let uh, let the uh, everything cool off before you uh, finish that sandwich.
2: Indeed, or, indeed. Or if you got an electric fan, leave that running yeah. uh, as well. Uh, lots of lots of things you can do.
0: There's an electric fan bypass, and uh, we actually uh, posted about that on uh, XJTalk.com. Good luck finding it. I would recommend a Google search. <laughs>
2: You got tech questions?
1: Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good, because I just it's,
2: it's Tech Talk with Jeep Wait Talk. Da-hoo. Well, I have to hit pause here and give an extra special thanks to one specific listener. Over the years, we've received a lot of interaction from you, our listeners, and fans. Sometimes it's just a pat on the back. Sometimes it's congratulating us on a milestone we've achieved, and yes, sometimes we even get some constructive criticism. But in all the years we've been doing the show, it's rare. Quite rare, in fact, that we get someone specifically looking out for the best interests of other Jeepers. Okay, sure, there's Steve and John and Cody and (laughs) Nate and the others who regularly (laughs) submit content for the show that helps all of us out in one way or another. But I consider them more part of the family, kind of like Nikki G. Maybe just a little less like a weird uncle and more (laughs) like stepchildren. But I digress. Dysfunctional Jeep families aside, listener Les Lyman of Phoenix, Arizona, took the time out of his busy day to write into the show. But this was more, much more than just a, hey guys, keep up the good work type of email. He wrote in describing a specific experience he had with repair to his own Jeep. And his advice could possibly save you a ton of wasted time and hundreds of dollars. With that in mind, let me read you what he wrote in. I was changing the oil in my 2012 Wrangler when this strange looking plastic tree-like object popped out of the oil filter canister. Along with it came a small plastic piece that was obviously broken. I went to my Jeep dealer to see about getting a replacement, where they quoted me $250 for the part. I snatched off the counter and walked out. (laughs) After research on the internet, I found what they were trying to sell me was a complete oil filter module that required removing many parts from top of the engine. The parts that were broken could not be bought separately. Further research revealed that the broken piece I found was from the oil filter relief valve that fits into the top of the filter, with a better look around, I found the rest of the piece, including a spring, that caused them to fly all over. With further searching, I found an aftermarket replacement kit from Dorman Products, part number 917-992. I bought it from AutoZone for $26 and later found it on Amazon for $18. The Jeep has 55,000 miles on it, and I have changed the oil about 8 or 10 times. The first time, This is the first time this has happened. The relief valve is a very weak design, and I think it was improved on later, later year models sure if you took it to a dealer for repair, it would be like a $500 bill, and also I'm sure they would not mention the cheap fix. (laughs) Please let my fellow Jeepers know about it, if I'm not the last one to find out. Thanks, Les Lyman. And thank you, Les. Not too many people are aware of this, let alone the cheap fix. It's not something that happens to every engine at a certain mileage and every day, and there was no official recall issued for this part either. With the advent of fully synthetic oils, better manufacturing, and tighter engine tolerances, the time between oil changes keeps getting longer and longer. And don't get me wrong, it's still good practice to change your oil every 3,000 miles or so, but in the event that you skip a change or two because, well, let's face it, life happens and we can't always do a driveway change or make it down to the quick lube when we're supposed to. The industrious Jeep engineers incorporated a solution for us. The part that Les is talking about is basically a pin and spring. This is gross oversimplification, but it is designed to maintain the continuous flow of filtered oil to your vehicle's engine and its components through what is called the engine oil filter bypass valve. In the event that the oil filter becomes clogged with dirt and debris, easy to happen, wheeling out on the trail during the summer, lots of dust and stuff, pressure is going to build up and the bypass valve will open, allowing oil to flow back into the engine quickly. The Dorman oil filter bypass valve Les was referring to from AutoZone or Amazon enables you to replace only the failed OEM valve itself instead of the entire assembly, saving time, lots of money, and a ton of labor. This isn't exactly an easy job, as it entails removing the entire intake manifold, basically the top one-third of the engine, just to get to it. It's not an easy job, but it does only require basic hand tools, nothing specialty, and, well, the better part of a day to complete. Trust me, it's not quite as easy as doing the oil change itself. So if you're not very confident in your mechanical abilities, you might want to leave this one to those who are a little more skilled. The aftermarket part is constructed of quality materials. The dormant engine oil filter bypass valve he was talking about is designed to provide a much longer service life than the factory component and includes the plastic valve and spring for the installation. Now, if you have a Pentastar engine that was manufactured before 2013, then chances are this is an issue that can arise at any time. The 2014 and newer engines don't have this, or at least the design was changed enough to prevent this from happening. At least now, however, you won't have to leave your Jeep and, well, half the bank account at the dealership to get it fixed. Now, if you didn't catch the part number earlier, we will have a link in the show notes for this episode over at jeeptalkshow.com and jeeptalkforum.com.
0: You know, it's great. I, I read this, uh, this email. It actually came in on uh, show night uh, and uh, I was great that Josh was able to jump in and put together this uh, for Tech Talk because uh, he, he's absolutely right. We don't see a lot of this from uh, from our listeners. It's great information, and anytime uh, I can save somebody um, upwards of five hundred dollars, and I don't know about you guys, I don't like being away from my Jeep. I don't like having it someplace else, out of my control, out of my sight. It's my my favorite thing. And I, I'm sure the, the Jeep mechanics are great, but they're not me. So if I can do a cheap, easy fix myself, I absolutely just love it. And 26 bucks, of course, Amazon, $18. That's what we keep telling you people <laughs> is that <it's, laughs> it, it is so nice to be able to get uh, good parts and uh, at a, a great price. And, you know, um, Josh, Tammy, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to send less a Jeep Talk Show sticker for giving us this great information and sharing it with Definitely. the audience. What do you think?
2: Absolutely.
0: Les, send us another email with uh, your address, and we'll get that Jeep Talk Show sticker out to you just as soon as humanly possible.
2: Wait, you guys got anything to add? Maybe you have a question that you would like answered here on Tech Talk. Well, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to send us a message. The Jeep Talk
0: Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners.
1: It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob from
5: Hey guys, it's Cody with Trailchasers.net with
1: another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo! Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is F.J. Rick. Hi guys.
5: This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless?
1: Hey guys, this is Ron, out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show, this is Jake, the Oregon Trail off Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Free. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Tammy, it's Jake calling.
4: This is John,
0: pre-runner in xj and on today's radio context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, prs anal cord restraint system. No. No, no, no. That's not, right. Right. not right. right. We love our listeners. <laughs> it's definitely
5: not right. <laughs> love that promo.
1: <laughs> Greetings, Jeep Talk. <laughs> Supercock again. This time I think I'll get a little philosophical. This time we will talk about Jeep colors. Now, as most people with a elementary education should know that in the light spectrum white is all the colors combined and black is is none of the colors or absence of light, right? <laughs> no. Well it's the other way the, around the <laughs> the paint scheme of things. It's is it really it is <laughs> where white is no pigment pigment or sometimes a little blue to make it look whiter yeah go look that up sometime but black black is all the colors combined that's correct so the question is is black just trying to be red and every other color and failing at it or is it just trying to make up for its lack of color i don't know well I guess that's philosophical enough for today. You all have a great night. Bye.
0: Well, now now that I'm thinking about it, I think it may. I can't remember now. I think all colors. Um, I'm getting. I think I'm getting confused between projected colors, like on a screen, and actual like paint colors. Uh, you get the color red because it is absorbing all of the colors except for red, which it reflects back. So
3: black. It, Black absorbs all colors on the visible spectrum and reflects none of them to the eyes.
0: Right. So does that mean it's all colors?
3: Um,
0: I guess. That, that's the part that I'm having a, a hard time with. So uh, anyway, he may be right. But anyway, uh, I thought it was this backwards, accurate from that. Basically, Tammy, uh, you ain't got no color. I, I've got all the, all the colors. Or does she have, have all the colors? Or you have all the colors. have all the colors. Which actually I like better because that means red's
3: involved. There's red in there. Yeah, whatever, Tony. <laughs> you guys
2: can't see it. I- I'm shaking my head.
3: Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that call, Super Croc. You've uh, started the fight. <laughs> yep.
3: I'm going <laughs> to meet him out Brock. the back alley and punch him in the nose. <laughs> from
4: around the world. Ah! 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 Or from your city. And sometimes
5: just down the street Howdy neighbor It's the Jeep Talk Show interview
0: Well boys and girls It was bound to happen eventually I mean you know uh, New show every week New guest every week uh, So sadly Barry from Top Lift Pro Wasn't able to make it tonight uh, So we're going to give you This past great interview Don't worry We'll have Barry on In the very near future On the afternoon of May 20th, 2013, an intense, destructive EF-5 tornado struck Moore, Oklahoma, and adjacent areas, with peak wind speeds estimated at 210 miles per hour, killing 24 people and injuring 377 others. The tornado was part of a larger weather system that had produced several other tornadoes across the Great Plains over the previous two days, including five that struck portions of central Oklahoma the day prior on May 19th. We go way back in time in this Jeep Talk Show archive to bring you this interview we did with Brian Hutton, the owner of the 2012 Jeep Wrangler named Stomper. Brian and his young son were in the middle of this horrific event. And now, on to the interview. Hey, good evening, guys. We haven't had an interview in a while, and uh, we were very lucky to get uh, Brian Hutton. You know him as uh, the uh, the owner, the father, if you will, of uh, the <laughs> the little Jeep that could, uh, uh, the Wrangler uh, Stomper. Uh, and we're going to be joined tonight with uh, Richard, also known as Ricky, uh, Brian's two-year-old son. Brian, thanks for being on the show tonight.
7: Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, uh, and I'll, I will say, uh, since uh, we probably won't keep him off mic,
0: <laughs> well, I think everybody that's had a two-year-old knows the uh, knows the fun and, and the enjoyment of hearing that uh, that near constant chatter. Wow, wouldn't it be great to have that kind of energy at this age?
7: Oh, uh, if you could bottle it and sell it, we we sell it, we'd be millionaires.
0: <laughs> so you bought uh, the uh, what year uh, uh, Wrangler is that? It's a JK.
7: Yeah, it's a 2012 uh, Rubicon model.
0: So it was that's- it was just a little baby. It just it was basically born uh, just a year ago.
7: Yeah, and we had just barely gotten started on the dream list of, of uh, we'll call them needs with air quotes. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs>
7: <laughs> and we had just gotten started.
0: <laughs> yeah, because well, at least you had a winch on there. That was uh, that was very good that you had uh, installed the winch. I, you know, you were thinking ahead because uh, it's tow points and recovery gear is the the first things you want to start with.
7: Absolutely. Um, well, you know, with tow points, recovery gear, and a uh, little steel on the front end, since the uh, Wranglers come with plastic bumpers anymore, um, because the, the steel on both ends is, is just invaluable when you're off-road, but the uh, wench and recovery gear, that, that, abs- that doubles the capability of any off-road rig uh,
0: mm-hmm. just all
7: day long.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you were you were just visiting in uh, Moore, Oklahoma. Uh, had you uh, you have parents there, correct?
7: Yeah, my childhood home. Uh, my parents still lived there. They had uh, they paid their house off. They were true homeowners, uh, and I had come in for a visit for Mother's Day, and um, we decided, ironically enough, and your listeners will love this, uh, to uh, me and my best friend decided we were going to go ahead while I was in Oklahoma and put a a monster liner, do it yourself roll in bed liner in in my little, uh, in my little G. So that was the only reason I had had the extra time in Oklahoma is because we were waiting for that to cure before I hit the road to go back.
0: Give us a rundown on that day. uh, What exactly happened? And uh, I have read some of the stuff uh, online. It was a very interesting story. Uh, I've been fascinated about uh, tornadoes from, Way back when, when I was a little kid, and uh, probably his age, and uh, The Wizard of Oz would come on. I was, used to love to see the tornado sequence.
7: Right, right. Well, yeah, being, a, being an Oklahoma born and raised Oklahoman, uh, I can totally understand your fascination with it being a Texan. Uh, you know, it's something we get, and you always kind of wonder what it's like, because it seems like it always affects communities near you you know, around you people, you know, somebody knew a friend and you always kind of have it in the back of your mind, what it was like to go through it. And, uh, we, we, uh, we watch this little storm pop up to the Southwest, which in Oklahoma, that's where they come from. Um, as most do in Texas in the summer. And we watched this little storm pop up and within a few minutes, say the weather radio on my CB and my Jeep was going off. We were finishing putting the seats. Uh, back in to to Stomper um, and The weather radio goes off and scares the daylights out of both of us and it was the uh, National Weather Service's first warning that uh, we had been moved under a, a uh, tornado warning because of that storm um, and We both turned around and looked to the to the southwest because the location that was called out is 11 12 miles and for a a large supercell tornadic storm, 11, 12 miles is easily easy distance to, to pick it out and see it. Sure. Um, cause you're, uh, I believe that storm swelled to 68,000 feet within minutes mm. of its birth. And we indeed could see it. Um, oh, yeah. but we, we decided that we'd get the roof back on and uh, get the Jeep buttoned up in case, uh, I need to move since we didn't have shelter. Right. um, And we got that all taken care of and got, got Ricky dressed up in a helmet, got him in some pants, long pants and shoes and, uh, and, uh, got him ready for the ride. And then it began to hail and it, it wasn't little hail or sporadic. This was, this was the, the wildest, largest hail I've ever seen personally, which, um, made it even worse because I have a soft top Mm -hmm. and I was suddenly afraid to try to outrun the storm. By heading south, um, just just for the fact that there was no protection for uh, myself and Ricky.
0: Now, you living uh, whenever growing up in Oklahoma, had you seen a tornado prior to this?
7: Uh, I have. Uh, I saw one as a child that uh, stands out in memory. Uh, uh, I, it would have been early '80s on the northeast side of town in a suburb, uh, holding into a city that's kind of. Been encompassed by Oklahoma City Uh, we ran in the family car um, myself uh, my sister my parents of course uh, and I remember seeing it out the windows and uh, and thinking it was almost I didn't know the word for it at the time but sentient because it seemed it seemed to have a movement and, and stuff that that defied being just a phenomenon of the cloud you know just because it was it was so animate and uh it was a thinner rope um pretty probably f1 f2 mm-hmm. at the time but uh, very impressive to see especially as a child um, um very frightening i saw that one and then, of course footage through my life and then we uh may 1999 may 3rd 1999 we saw that uh the monster that tore through uh more and parts of oklahoma city midwest city and continued on uh towards nearly Tulsa, um, before it dissipated, we get to see that one, uh, up close and personal past about a half mile to our North and, uh, on a Northeastern, Northeastern track. And, uh, that monster really kind of opened my eyes to the kind of preparedness. You need to, you know, the the state of mind you needed to be in when they give these warnings for these storms, because, uh, that one was on the ground for uh, maybe 40 minutes before it got to the city. And yet nobody had heeded the warnings to get out of its way. We were all there watching, waiting. Uh, cars <laughs> well, running, car seats loaded, valuables in the car because, there, like I said, no shelters in the neighborhood. So everyone's ready to jump in the automobiles and head south.
0: <laughs> is there a reason other than expense uh, to not have a shelter?
7: Uh, well, there there has been. Uh, manufacturing techniques have gotten a little better for one-piece um, shelters that are kind of they dig a hole and drop them in. Uh, But building in the ground, um, you don't find a lot of homes in Oklahoma with shelters in the ground for similar reasons to the Houston area. Um, The water table is indeed very high, um, regardless of the fact that Oklahoma seems to be in drought year after year Mm -hmm. and burn up. Uh, The water table does remain relatively high, and it's a uh, clay soil and sandstone um, surface so, homes pretty much have to be built on a concrete slab in order not to settle and break
0: ah, okay. um,
7: as the ground shifts under them.
0: Now, uh, so, th- this begs the question then. So, uh, y- your neighbor uh, or your parent's neighbor actually had a shelter, uh, thankfully. Why did they have one uh, when, when there's – or how could they have one, I should say?
7: Well, uh, turns out uh, they had decided uh, to retrofit their property with one uh eight nine months prior i'm not sure who they used it's a fantastic uh shelter they had put in though uh, <laughs> I, after all i tested it with our lives uh, but it's a five inch thick unit that was dropped in it still has the uh the rebar eyes where they lifted it with the crane um sticking out of the top and and buried it three quarters of the way in the ground um but they had theirs retrofitted and i actually was unaware of it uh as the storm was approaching and oh, my mother man. had told me she was on her way home. She was coming home early since I was in visiting. And I called her on the phone and said, you know, stay at work. She worked on the north side of town at a hospital. I said, stay at work, keep the car in the garage. You know, uh, my dad worked there also. He said, you know, go just find dad, you know, just hang out for a little bit because we've got a storm moving through that could be, could be bad. And, uh, and this was six seven minutes prior to the storm hitting and she actually at that point had told me that our their neighbors jim and deborah and i forgive me i don't remember their last names um she was like they put a shelter in if it gets really bad you guys go there and that was the first moment that i knew they even had one
0: now from what i read you actually because of knowing about what was what was coming you you stuck stomper in a garage yeah i i <laughs> considering i i actually
7: do wheel my rigs um i'm also very ocd and um keep them waxed i spray the underside with linseed oil to, to aid in clean up and waterproofing and, um, and so i'm very very ocd and very protective and uh i knew there was at the very minimal uh the potential for decent sized hail right and uh, moved the Jeep into the garage. Uh, like I said, we, we put the roof back up uh, prior to moving it in, got the seats all battened down. And uh, just before the storm, actually, uh, it, when it started to really look like it was gonna be bad, uh, Stomper's a manual, it's a six-speed stick. And uh, I decided to put it in four-wheel drive, low. Uh, and for simply the idea that a Rubicon in four-wheel low, I don't know. It may be all the manuals um, on the Wranglers, uh, on the JKs. But I do know that the manual, when in four-low on the Rubicon, will start without pressing the clutch.
0: Oh, interesting.
7: You can start it in gear, in four-wheel low, and it will actually just start itself and move. And I remember thinking that the soft top wouldn't keep the debris out. And I might, I may have to move this thing and not be able to get into it.
0: Excellent thinking, as it uh, as it turned out. Now, now, would you say that uh, this mental activity that you went through and, and decisions that you made uh, to to lock the uh, the diffs and uh, to put it in four wheel drive low? Do you, the, is that something based on what you learned living there in Oklahoma? I mean, it almost sounds like. uh woman's intuition that you would hear about uh before before a bad I event to
7: take offense to that
0: yeah no no i mean uh you don't well, I, hell i don't know about you but i'd like to have that
7: oh no kidding uh yeah the ability like for children to know to know when they need you uh no i i actually with the may 3rd tornado um ended up helping in uh, relief efforts afterwards uh clean up and um search and rescue but uh not as much as that as uh uh, as I ended up doing this time, right. Uh, but a lot of trying to help people recover their valuables and and seeing the condition of the cars and the homes and that sort of thing. I did realize that um, more often than not, it seems that the automobiles get tossed into the houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you would find them. And so I just it was just one of those things that I knew if it did hit, the rubble piles would be extraordinary. the you know the things that happen it and Almost always, the ground turns into a sponge within minutes after the storm. Uh, You get the rain with the storm. And then one of those things people don't think about is when you have homes that have been destroyed, um, every pipe, every piece of plumbing um, that comes up from the pressure system uh, from the city has also probably been wrecked and is pouring out into the ground. And four-wheel drive becomes a necessity pretty quickly um, because everyone's lawns fill the streets and... Just turns into something that's very similar to sponge.
0: Yeah, it's just amazing. So, really, the the answer is it was uh, based on past experience that uh, that clues you that if it got really bad, this is what this is what you would need to do if you had any hopes of getting it out of the the debris. Yeah, uh, I actually put the
7: key in and turned it on too, and left it um, thinking. And of course, uh, later thought about it, and it's, it. I don't believe it would be true, but because of the Sentry key that Jeep has now. I was hoping that since it, if I turned it on, that the Sentry key, if it got broken off or the ignition got broken, then it already got that signal that it's okay to use me, you know, that
6: oh, okay. I've already
7: verified my, and in hindsight with the key broken off, I don't think it would have mattered uh, if it had broken it. I don't I don't believe it would have ran.
0: Well, as it turned out, uh, it, it did. So uh, how how, between the time that you decided to put it in the garage and get it in the garage and get it set up, uh, and uh, heading to the shelter, how much time were we talking about? Uh, I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, we're sitting here leisurely discussing it, but it was it was all happening pretty quick, wasn't it?
7: Um, if if you were to use our conversation actually as a reference, it was already over. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, it was about five minutes and 15 seconds from the time we decided that this was real and uh, that we needed to do something and, and get ourselves ready um, till it had it was about a block. Block away from us, and I was coming out of the shelter to go start hunting for longtime friends and neighbors. And uh, yeah, it wasn't much time. Um, I, th- I believe the storm, the storm in its entirety from birth from a cloud, was 16 minutes old uh, by the time uh, my parents' home was destroyed.
0: Good um, lord, that's just amazing!
7: Yeah, ab- astonishing.
0: You can listen to the full episode by going to episode 85. There are many fun and interesting past interviews and episodes in the Jeep Talk Show library of over 300 episodes. Now available on Jeep Talk Show app and Amazon Echo. Hey, do you have an
2: idea for a guest? Maybe you want to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Well, go over to jeeptalkshow.com contact and share your idea for your next great guest or leave us your contact information
0: and we'll get you on the show. Hey, and coming up next week, guest Lee Ann Lane with Jeep Mafia. Now, some of you may be going, who? Well, that's Cricket. And she's got that beautiful green, bright green Jeep. And you may remember her from a past SEMA interview that Cody did. So we'll get to talk to her live and in a uh, bright green color next week.
5: From
1: the mind of Nikki
5: G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, just caught the show, and I'd like to thank Paul for telling us about his Jeep cables. Uh, I didn't know there was such a company that made them. Uh, I, I've made my own on my 96, but on uh, Wendy's 97, um, I need to upgrade the cables, and I started thinking, well, I really don't have time to wait till he gets back to the United States, so I figured uh, I'd make my own, and But I couldn't really find any cable. So I looked out the window saw on the telephone pole, there's a good bit of cable running from the telephone pole to the TV. And I know what you're thinking. I didn't take my TV cable. Uh, I tried to take my neighbors. (laughs) So I shimmied up the telephone pole with my needle nose pliers with the little cutting thing on it. No, no, and uh, no. when I got up there, I realized, hey, there's a, a lot better cable higher up on the pole.
2: <laughs> Long story
5: short, uh, now my bones glow and my hair's curly. Oh, Nikki G. All right, boys and girls, I will uh, chat to you later. You have a good one. Bye.
0: Nikki G. Is his own nightlight. <laughs> oh, gotta love the Nikki G. It's it's actually in our contract
3: okay class it's time for a
4: review let's check it out check
3: Check it out out.
4: it's time for jeep mama's product review yeah
7: what is it and why do i want it
3: so folks the amount of cool jeep stuff out there for your jeep it's just so amazing and i just keep adding to my wish list (laughs) which is getting kind of quite costly so it was a really nice surprise when i found out i won a social media contest i entered and a big shout out and thanks to SlickRockGear.com and CPO from O3D Jeeps for putting on this IG the Instagram contest. I won a set of five JK pockets for my Jeep Wrangler. Now I think these things are a really cool idea. They're the first real door pockets for your Wranglers, and you get two. You can buy two for the front, two for the rear, and one center, or mix and match however you need them. Now, the OEM, the original manufacturer's cargo net pockets, are, they were really bothering my OCD part of me. And you can fit a lot of stuff into the netted pocket, but that just stretches out that netting. And you're also limited to what you can stuff into the pockets because smaller items are going to fall out through the netting. Plus, all of my stuff was kind of just poking out of the netting and it was just sagging and it was hard to shut the door. But with these new JK pockets, I am able to stuff smaller stuff into the pockets and they look really awesome. They're nice and neat. So what are they made from? They're made from aircraft grade fire retardant plastic and they're made in California. So they're made in the USA. Now they don't get in the way of getting in and out of your Jeep or they don't bump your legs when you're sitting driving your Jeep, and they're perfect for storing all your stuff. They're not, they don't rattle, and they don't require any mounting hardware or tape to install them. Plus, a bonus is they are super easy to install, less than an hour, probably even less than 30 minutes. Now, you can check out my JK Pockets install video on my YouTube channel, Jeep Mama. So the two issues I see so far is if you end up going through some pretty deep water, like really deep water, or leave your top down during a rainstorm, they could yeah. possibly fill up with water. But I see an easy fix. All you have to do is drill a hole in it, and the water's going to drain out. Um, the second thing is you can't stuff as much stuff into it like you can with the netted um, pockets like I had stuffed hats and hairbands and gloves and but then it just got they sagged really bad and they just got in your way so it keeps you these other pockets help you to simplify your jeep stuff so I give these a five out of five stars I don't include the money because in my opinion um, anything for my jeep is worth the money I spend but anyway that's just me so, five out of five stars. I recommend them for every Jink Wrangler owner out there. And just for what it's worth, I was planning on buying these anyway.
0: So, but I want them. So, uh, oh, first off, there's actually two things. First off, uh, again, going back to your contract, the house always gets
3: 10%. Okay. The second so I'll, thing. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you my net. <laughs> my leftover net. <laughs>
0: This—that's eBay stuff. You should put, put that on the Jeep Mama Jeep netting.
3: Oh, I shouldn't have thrown it away. Worn I bet you.
0: by Jeep Mama. Somebody will think it's hose <laughs> stockings that you wore. <laughs> good Lord! Uh, you know, I really—I lo- really like these JK pockets. The—the—the—the
2: the, the, the center <laughs> console one, the one where you like you're, where your cell phones would go, right in front of the shifters. Oh,
3: totally awesome there. That's that is—that really is. Good- that is
2: I really like that. That's a perfect location for him. It looks like it would hold your cell phones or you yeah. know, whatever yeah. uh, well enough even on the trail. Uh, and yeah. it looks – I like the carbon fiber look. I think that's pretty cool.
0: So, Tammy, uh, serious question. How many shoes can, be, uh, can you hold in these, these things? Jeez.
3: I can fit my flip-flops in there. I was
2: going to say, as many pairs of flip-flops <laughs> well, as you could shove in there. <laughs> I'm remembering back
0: uh, several episodes ago, you were really excited about these uh, pockets that went in between the center console and the seats on either side of the oh, center yeah. console.
3: The, the car pockets. I still have pockets.
0: those. Yeah, I figured you did. Yep. So I'm seeing a like, correlation here with I love. Cl- closet space and uh-huh. storage <laughs> space and the Jeep. So I, I figured they were, yeah. they were putting shoes in there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, actually, I do. My my shoes are in the passenger seat um, pocket in the back. You know how the, uh-huh. the Jeep Wranglers have little pockets, so I have my um, flip-flops in there, along with my Minnesota Vikings hat. Who? My Minnesota Vikings hat. They, hit, oh, they won Vikings. the Super Bowl, right? oh they should have won the super bowl (laughs) they're gonna this year i'm predicting it right now
0: so i can't remember tammy do you this different different completely different subject but it is storage so you'll like it um do you have something on the back of your your jeep uh front seats like uh the 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 molly stuff where you can put these pouches and all kinds Mm -hmm. of storage on there do you have that already on your jeep
3: the same one that you have okay good yeah i couldn't remember yeah, I mentioned uh, it in the Wrangler talk. Oh, I yeah, me-
0: I can't remember the whole name. It's Blue Ridge something. Uh, Blue
3: Ridge. Uh, the the link, folks, for that and all those other items are going to be in um, the show notes on the website. But it's perfect. Blue uh, Blue Ridge Off Road. Blue Ridge
0: Overland uh, Thursday there and Friday yeah. night, all yeah. uh, except on Blue Wednesdays. Ridge. Yeah, Blue it's, Ridge. It's overland really long gear. Yeah, it's really Blue long. Blue Ridge
3: Overland gear.
0: Perfect. Yep. Thank you for the save there.
3: Hey, do you guys have an idea for a product review? Just go visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on my next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, folks, here we go. Spring is here and Wheeling Wear is coming up in a few minutes.
0: So many things to go to and spend money at and get sick eating all kinds of food. Oh, I've been waiting to get out here to the campfire. I got to ask you, Josh. It's been so long since you've been off road. You're telling me what was it like to get your Cherokee back off road on the rocks in the beautiful Oregon wilderness? <laughs> I really wish we could just bottle
2: that optimism.
0: <laughs>
2: it's actually hate
0: because I can read the show notes and I know he's oh, yeah. going to talk. What he's going to talk about? <laughs> so I'm tweaking him. <laughs> Uh, so
2: it, it seems i can't i can't get time to work on my own jeep everybody else's gets attention
0: sure uh but, but you know yard, last weekend w- but the yard looks great right
2: <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh last weekend uh i didn't get a chance to do a whole lot of yard work um i, I actually did have a, a couple of jeeps over oh. um doing some work so uh doing some uh come along body work if you guys ever uh oh, know a stretching uh, experience like that yeah yeah you betcha that was fun <laughs> uh <laughs> uh i had to do some uh, some interesting body work uh did a, a, a bumper uh installation ended up doing a little bit of uh you come along uh, on off off of my jeep onto another jeep to, to pull some body panels back in and uh there's some other electrical stuff i uh, did a stereo installation in a, in a cherokee uh it was it was like work on everybody else's jeep weekend but josh's so well you're just uh, a great going-
0: guy that's that's the problem well,
2: I'm like the go-to Jeep guy uh, around here. I got a pretty, you know, big network of people who have Jeeps, and I happen to know a few things about them. <laughs> so they're like, "Hey, Josh, uh, do you know? Heard about this thing that you know? Can you? Hey, can you put this in? Hey, you help me out with that."
0: Well, yeah, I, so, I got to jump in and ask you a question. Oh, you got a winch, and sur- surely there's a, a couple of winches around there. Why didn't you use the winch? Did you need more control by using the come along? I mean, why the winch why was that?
2: was pointing the wrong direction. I didn't want to hook a snatch block up to the wall. so. I just, you can't drive I just, it? I thought you could drive the Jeep. Well, I could. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, It, it was a lot easier. Just grab the come along out of the toolbox. and. Uh, oh, man. Uh, any excuse
0: and, to, to use a winch, though. I mean, I told you I pulled out a bush for my wife, right? That was the first thing I used my winch for. So it's like any excuse. It's for me. <laughs>
2: Uh, besides, you get a little bit more control uh, using the come along, yeah, and, makes and sense. You're, you're you're right there. So with the winch, it, it yeah, there'd be safety precautions, and who knows what would happen. So,
0: so maybe next weekend. Well, I was just going to
3: say, There's I was a, always tomorrow. I right? was,
0: I thought he was going to say, but damn, damn it, come hell or high water, I'm going to do this. You know, so you know, Josh, you need to get that Jeep fixed and going because I read an article today, now it was on Facebook, so it may be fake news. But I read an article today that uh, uh, Portland, Oregon has told a couple to fill in a two-acre pond filled with rainwater. Why? Because the rainwater is owned by the state. They do not want these 50-year-old pond on private land. They've got to fill it in because it contains government water.
2: Yeah, I, I would be uh, uh, extending up. A, a certain finger oh, <laughs> to I know. the city or state or county or Could whoever's you, trying to pull that kind of crap. Can you imagine
0: the the cost and the effort involved in filling in a two-acre lake? So I'm yeah, telling you, get that Jeep running because they're going to come up with something about, you know, the, you can't sit here. It, if it can't move on its own, you can't do wheeling. We got to remove the four wheel drive portion, or you have to. Rather, it's going to happen. It's it's time be to move, cla- man. Cash for clunkers 2.0. It's time yeah. to move. You know there is a there is literally a payment that you have to make for living in, in a beautiful part of the United States. And I'll remind people, it is still the United States.
3: <sighs>
0: okay, he's done, folks.
3: I no. know. I'm sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> Woo. Did Usually you know that there size, was? Did then you, goes again.
0: Did you guys know that it was uh, just up until recently it was illegal to pump your own gas in Oregon?
3: Yeah, <laughs> we we knew that, Tony. <laughs> did you know that I finally got more than a dusting of snow, and I finally was going to have the opportunity to test out my Duratrax in the snow?
0: Excellent segue.
3: But. So, we got, like, what, five to six inches of snow, and I'm, like, all excited, and I'm getting ready. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a little break here at work because, you know, I have a Jeep, so I have (laughs) no excuse for not going into work. So, I walked up,
0: (laughs) wiped the spit from the side of my face, and jumped in the Jeep.
3: (laughs) So, I'm, you know, at work. I'm going to take a little break, and guess what comes to clear out our parking lot? The plow. (laughs) So... By the time they let us go from work, the roads were cleared. So Aww. I I know. That's and so no then fun. I know. <laughs> so I did get lots of cool pictures with snow on my Jeep, which has never happened because I usually park in the garage and it snowed while I was at work. Oh ah, so, okay. You know, yeah. So I drove to work. There was no snow. Get to work and we get like five inches in like three hours.
2: Wow. That's Awesome.
3: Yeah, so my jeep's piling up. I did a bunch of um, time-lapse pictures of the snow piling up on my jeep, oh, and cool. actually, just someone made a comment that one of the last pictures it looked like my jeep was an old man, um, <laughs> with the way the snow was on my jeep. So anyway, I guess there's always next winter to test out those snow tires.
0: So you need to keep some purple food coloring uh, handy uh, and a spray oh, bottle. Man. Yeah, so you can spray the, you know, give spray it some purple, purple. edge on Yeah. Oh, snow. You, um, you know, we, we had another email, uh, and somebody was asking us about, and, I, and I'm sorry, it's not in the show notes, so I don't have the name, but uh, they were asking about a uh, uh, getting a soft top for their TJ, or maybe it was a JK, because they have a hard top now. Uh, and the one thing I couldn't answer in that, that email was, um, we love our soft top, our best top soft top on our TJ, but we don't have snow down here in Southeast Texas. So when you mentioned this, I thought, was there any issue with the weight of the snow on your soft top? Is, is five or six inches of snow no problem for the factory best top? Uh, yeah, I, top? Um,
3: and it was really wet, heavy snow, mm-hmm. and um, it was fine. Of course, it's illegal to drive with the snow still on your Jeep, and actually someone just posted a picture You saw Um, that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, with the the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that looked like a body impact.
3: The best thing about it is, you know, how, like, if you have a lifted Jeep, it's really hard to reach up there and get the snow off the top of your Jeep. So I was able to to do it along the sides, but you weren't really able to get in the middle. But all you have to do is sit inside your Jeep Mm, and just push up on the top, and it comes off. Um I don't know if I would have left it sitting on there all night long just because it was wet heavy snow and it probably would have froze. Right. But it's not that hard if you're at home and it's snowing and snowing and snowing, just go outside and, and and this is what we do when it's when we're getting lots of snow, you just you just shovel every once in a while so you don't have to shovel Fifteen inches of snow, you just shovel three inches, oh. you go out again and shovel three. So you just go clear it off, and it's not going to be an issue.
0: Being a boy from all my life in Southeast Texas, it would just be so neat to see 15 inches of snow. I've seen five inches here, but I've never seen that thick of snow, just television and stuff. There's people all, yeah. all over the country going, oh, you lucky son of a bitch. Right,
2: yeah. those are getting nailed <laughs> with the fourth nor'easter. Yes, that's you know, amazing. All like,
0: oh, those <laughs> Poor bastards. I feel for you guys.
3: <laughs> and, you know, we are lucky here because we're always like right on that line. Um, so the other nor'easters that came through, we didn't get anything. But, oh, all the people north of us, like Baltimore, New York, Boston, just up the coast, they, they've they just gotten snow after snow after snow. Well, so see, every, probably-
0: every time I see the news about that, I go, oh, Tammy's going to get to test out her tires. And then I'll ask yeah. you about it. And you go, nah, that's north of us. No. And I go... How can it be? You guys are so close together in those tiny little bitty states. How does yeah. the snow not stay, not go to Maryland? So.
3: And it's actually, I think it has something to do because we're right by the Appalachians, the mountains. And oh, it has, okay. I think that has something to do with how we get lucky. I don't know. I think.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It keeps the uh, the clouds out type thing. Uh, still, I'd like to see a lot of snow. I might I might not uh, like it uh, once my head, my toes had to be amputated, but uh, I think yeah. it would be... I, I just <laughs> look at snow as being so beautiful.
3: It is. It's pretty until the salt and the mud and the dirt turn it all brown and yucky. So, Tammy, what's your secret
0: to be getting all these Jeep badges?
3: I don't know. I think Jeep <laughs> just got tired of me whining and oh, complaining. Oh, that's right. There was a lot of bitching going on in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> So I I got this package in the mail, and I'm like, what in the world? And I thought maybe it was another um, Trail 11 badge from Roush Creek because I've checked into that trail probably like five or six times now. But this is my third. I was going to show the camera, but um, there is no camera. I've I received, can see. Yeah. <laughs> I received my Thank third you. Hell's revenge badge. And I feel so guilty. I feel like I need to mail it back to Jeep, because I only wheeled it once. I mean, I drove by it a couple of times. Um, so anyway, I got two of them. I actually sent one to the outlaw Jeep tours because I was in their Jeep when I wheeled it. So um, oh. I, I kept one for myself and I sent one to them and now I have this third one and I like my son wants to put it on his car and I'm like <laughs> I just feel like I need to mail it back to Jeep I, I think that's like, good
0: news that she, he likes the idea of putting that tra- trail badge on his right. BMW yeah or you could do something
2: like a contest where uh, if people have to send uh, their pictures of them oh. and their Jeep in front of the trailhead oh, that's a good idea. Uh, there and uh, you pick one and they yeah. they get their uh, they get their badge.
3: That's a good. Idea. Would that be legal? Would Jeep like send me a ticket if I did something like that? Legal. I know. <laughs> like they I'm,
5: listen to the show.
0: I, I'm sorry, I'm, ma'am. Uh, we have to uh, <laughs> detain you here. We're
3: gonna take your your Jeep away from you.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Put you on a timeout. A Jeep out. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great idea, Josh. I like that. That uh, is.
3: I think I might do that.
0: So anyway idea uh just to jump in here real quick and uh, just mention that uh, I think I told you guys a couple of shows back that uh, uh, Novak uh, was uh, uh, had contacted me back from an email that I sent them and uh, offered to work up a quote for me on a uh, HD uh, that'd be the 1080p for you folks uh, keeping score at home uh, NP 231 transfer case and uh, you know I, I sent back I said sure give me a price I'd, I'd love to hear about it haven't heard back from them josh i feel like you've stabbed me in the back by recommending oh. <laughs> these people
2: that's <laughs> that that's that's weird
0: oh uh, I, I don't blame them I, they I get ca- busy i
2: called and talked with somebody so i you know i i've got that you know with that phone interaction and stuff the the email thing i you know Emails get lost. They probably receive ten thousand in a day. I don't. no.
0: I'm just giving. I'm just giving a hard time on the outside chance that they listen to the show. They're going slapping their head and going, "Oh, this bastard! (laughs) 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 Get him a damn email and add fifteen percent to the price for for the trouble."
3: (laughs) And you know, you're right, Josh. Some people just aren't email people. Some people aren't text people. Some people aren't phone people, and would rather have an email. So you just never know. It was like Tom Woods.
0: I sent Tom Woods uh, an email about uh, uh, getting the uh, drive shafts uh, lengthened or shortened, depending on uh, the the NP two thirty one I was looking at from uh, uh, JD Conversions. And he just uh, showed up on your front door. He just showed up on that? the front door, <laughs> tools in hand. Yeah, with a hand file and a hammer. <laughs> no, he called me on the phone and and, and spoke to me. So uh, I think that what you see uh, is just that some people are, uh, you know the uh, the 21st century communications folks, and uh, some are the uh, the older, more personal. I'll say, uh, voice communication. So, and then of course, the in person. I'm sure Tom is is very much an in person type person. Uh, I'm sh- I just get the feeling he likes talking to you in person about what what's going on, so he can make sure you have exactly what you want so anyway i don't I'm not planning on on dropping 1500 dollars right this second anyway but damn it i am it's the it's just beautiful outside we've been having great weather out here uh, I don't know if you guys uh, follow the Jeep talk show on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, but uh, I posted a picture of a uh what is it uh FJ uh not FJ what was the, the 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 cherokee um the one before the the Cherokees that we have Josh I'm not familiar with the older ones you know one's from the 70s and 80s
2: well, like, a, like an FJ10, FJ20? Okay, it was 10? FJ. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it was, uh, uh, you know, the one with the, the, the wood paneling on the side, and this one was red. It was absolutely gorgeous, and I don't know if I would have been in Houston uh, drive-time home traffic with it. Anyway, there's a great video uh, of uh, from my new dash cam that I got uh, of the beautiful blue skies in Houston, all the, the huge uh, buildings that are in Houston, and uh, this beautiful old, Cherokee Jeep uh and it was oh red. that's a
2: Wagoneer a Wagoneer, a Wagoneer. there Wagoneer. we go that's right yeah. Wagoneer.
0: yeah so oh that was that was in great condition isn't it and, uh, and it, of course, I don't know if they came in two-wheel drive, but that one was a four-by-four. Windows, four. the bumper doesn't have any dents. That thing looks like it was almost off the showroom floor. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so, if you guys aren't following us on the Instagram or the Facebook, uh, you should be, because you never know when you might see one of these little uh, tidbits that I just run across. I mean, the bastard cut you off, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that. was He was he nah, was just poking was... along, and uh, I was uh, trying to get around him, but it, it made for great video getting you know, uh, two inches from his bumper. <laughs> yeah yeah hey by the way that dash cam uh that video nice? looks great man was a 4k good well, lord that is only in uh 1080p uh
2: but it's 60 frames per second i was gonna say 60 frames per second it looks like yeah that's that's nice and clear man yeah. well uh good good get on that uh, and, i'm so uh,
0: anxious to get off road uh take some uh, take some video now with this yeah. this great camera so yeah that'll be that'll be cool yeah well, hey,
2: do you guys want to join in on the Camp Fireside chat? We'd love to have you. Go to the Jeep Talk Show website, jeeptalkshow.com. Head to our contact page, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And you can find out all the ways where you can join in on the fun. You can reach out to us and contact the whole nine yards. jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Well, hey, let's get into some wheel and wear. We're going to talk about some events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Coming up March 24th, 25th, that is this weekend as we are recording the show, guys. So if you're looking for something to do while you're listening to this show as it comes out, we'll head on over to Scorpion Off-Road Concepts. They are having their big customer appreciation weekend this weekend. Scorpion Off-Road Concepts annual customer appreciation weekend. Product reps are going to be on site from several major name brands offering one-of-a-kind sale prices on hundreds of products Food vendor on site. Don't forget the huge raffle and the Sunday trail ride at the famous Busted Knuckle Off-Road Park. It's all happening at the Scorpion Off-Road headquarters in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, If you need more information on this, well, uh, they have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash scorpionoffroad, and uh, you'll be able to check that all out. Uh, Of course, uh, happening later in uh, well April, first week of April. In fact, uh, we have the Uari OHV Jamboree 2018. Ruby Trucks and Route 16 is putting this one on, guys, at the Uari OHV Park in Troy, North Carolina. There's going to be a huge swap meet going on, a giant club convention, kids area, helicopter rides, folks, freaking helicopter rides, (laughs) vendor expo, the whole nine. I will have a link to this show over at our show notes at JeepTalkShow.com. The inaugural Myrtle Beach Jeep Jam is happening April 13th through the 15th. Weekend-long event, guys. This is the first one ever. This one's going to be really cool at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Four-wheel parts is getting behind this, and they've set up some proving grounds. That's right. That means obstacle course. Food, drinks, over 50 national and local vendors, a massive kid's zone. Finders, Jeepers, scavenger hunt around the famous grandstand, Oh, God, Uh, we got Show and Grime Jeep Show, a huge kickoff party Friday to set the whole thing off. If you want to know more about this event, this is going to be a big one, guys, and it should be an awesome annual event. Uh, Head over to mbjeepjam.com. We'll have the link over at jeeptalkshow.com as well. And this is one I've been talking about for a little while now. I'm just going to keep hitting this because this is an awesome event, and it's for a good cause, guys. This is Jeep Night at Boardwalk Billies. This is an ongoing event out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a monthly Jeep event. That's right, every first Monday of the month, Jeepers from all over are going to come together. It's going to be a big show and shine. They're going to be talking. There's going to be shops, clubs, Facebook groups. You can plan rides and future events. They do all this while raising money for children in need. Uh, 10% of the food sales while while this is going on will be given directly to the families in need. And 100% of the proceeds from their gigantic monthly raffle is going to be given to families with children in need from the local area. Uh, Please join in the Jeep community, guys. First Monday of each month march through october and support a great cause we will of course have the link to this event as well over at jeeptalkshow.com hey do you know of an off-road event coming up well shoot us an email with some details have you been to a jeep event recently we'd love to hear from you just go to our contact page at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact
3: Hey, folks, and don't forget to check out my blog. Follow me on my Jeep journey at www.jeepmama.com.
2: And if you need voiceover services, check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com. That's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow, friend, like, subscribe, and above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So no matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. And don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Remember to always tread lightly. if you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles, head over to www.treadlightly.org. The Jeep Talk Show is meant for external use only. Please do not ingest.
0: I'll just do a quick shout-out to uh, Truck Night in America. You guys should watch the show. It's uh, been a lot of fun. And will they ban Jeeps? Will they ban Jeeps from the show? Because they're always winning.
3: (laughs) Yikes.
6: Podcasting since 2010.